Hello and welcome to Flotsam, a role-playing series about rats surviving in a mysterious sinking city. Five rats with fragmented memories of being something else have woken up in the vast, rusted hulk of what seems to be a large ship somewhere in the middle of icy waters. Vern, smooth-talking and handy with a cudgel, old Enid, who's weathered many a storm, Reg, young and inquisitive, Gentry, well-spoken and shifty, and young Billy, wounded and feverish. These five have managed to get a fire going and settled down for the night, the four healthy rats taking shifts to keep an eye on Billy. Reg has just woken up in the middle of the night to find the fire low and Gentry absent. Episode 2, Adrift I'll wake up Vern and Enid. Hi! No! As you wake up Vern, you, you hear a kind of rattling noise from... Back towards the kitchen, I think. What do you want, Reg? Gentry's gone. He's supposed to be looking after this mm-hmm. guy. Oh, goddamn, that little golden... All right. And I slowly stretch and get to my feet, grabbing my new weapon or the same weapon. What do you think the weapon is? Uh, I think if I'd have looked around, I've probably now gone for something... Uh, ideally, if I could find one like a metal pole. If only so I can stop making the same pun about wood, which I think is safer for all of us. Okay, uh, you could have another of knives, or you could have a metal pole. I'm going to stick with a with a metal pole. He's a bit of a, a brute force, is Vern. It's pretty heavy. Because uh, pole chunky. is so much better than wood. <laughs> oh no, no. I, well, it's it's done now. My wood has graduated to a pole. At least it's not greased. Right. That's true. <laughs> Give it time. Yeah. So, what's the plan? So we heard it was a noise from... Was it the room we found Enid in or the room the kitchen, I came from? I think. Okay, the kitchen. I'll turn to, to Reg. You stay here, watch him. Yeah, yeah, okay. Shall we? Madam, it would be my pleasure. And I kind of stand up and, and start to move off towards the Are kitchen. Are you moving off towards the kitchen in a sneaky way or in a stride boldly forward way? <laughs> Vern's just woken up. He's probably tired and slightly grumpy. I'm not bouldering in, but I'm not exactly being quiet about it. Okay, you walk through the room where you found Enid uh, and carry on towards the the rusted hole. You can't hear anything more now, but that's definitely where the noise came from. And say. is there still sort of the same light and yellow glow down through the hole as there was before and things? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, as you climb up onto the, the hole, now everything's a lot darker. Um, that yellow glow is quite bright down there. And yeah, you can hear Sploshing down there Somebody moving mm. through the water I'm very tempted to go and get something to drop down this hole Yes, um, to find out. that's what I was thinking as well Should probably find out how deep it is before we go, go any further um, mm. So is there anything we can we can sort of throw down To see if the water's shallow or if it completely disappears Or similar Well, well there's some of these... Um, there's the things that are in the kitchen here so there's uh, again these metal lids there are empty cans there are these these cardboard boxes some of the knives okay you, know. you don't want to throw a knife down there no if it's angry we've given it a weapon <laughs> I'll, gra- I'll grab something big so that if the water is a couple of inches thick it will hit the bottom and we'll see, still see some of it at least um, so maybe one of the bigger cans and sort of, sure. sort of yep Vern being Vern, idly sort of knock it off the edge down into the the (laughs) hole. It plummets downwards, smashes into the floor, and you hear a gasp from below. What was that? Hello? Uh, Hello to you too. Oh, oh, it's you. You've got to see this. I can assume that's you, Gentry. Yes, 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 you've got to see this. 
And what exactly is it you'd like us to come down there and see? Uh, it, it, it's incredible. I, I, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, come down. Weren't you supposed to be watching the injured? Yes, yes, I know. I, I just came to get some more food. But this... Uh, uh, I don't know what they are. Use your words, dear. Well, I, I, I can't really describe. I mean, I, I suppose it's some sort of jewel? I, I, I don't know. As I said, you, you really have to see this. If you can't eat it, I'm not interested. And I start wandering back towards the door. Uh, hmm, hmm. Look, look I'll, I'll get one. And you uh, hear splashing again. And if anybody's still there to look down the hole, after a short time, the glow gets brighter and he's walking over towards you and there is a crystal about fist-sized in his hand, a faceted, quite regular-looking crystal. It's, it's glowing with a warm yellow light. It's warm as well. There's, I don't know, a hundred of these things here? Maybe more. Uh, what do you think it is? And he looks up at you in the darkness. Okay, I'm gonna. Is is Enid still within earshot of me, or could I could I reach mm-hmm. out to Enid if she already? Yes, I'm not moving it? fast. I'm old. She's, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna. Vern will reach out and just sort of uh, quietly say to Enid out of earshot of Gentry. Now look, I trust him about as far as I can throw him. I'm quite strong. I can throw him quite far, but we need to find out exactly what's going on. So I'm just gonna play his game a little. All right. Oh, as you wish. And then I will shout down the hole to Gentry. Um, that's a mighty fine thing you've got there, Gentry, but do you mind explaining how exactly you got down there on your own? Well, yes, of course. Look. Um, he hold, holds the, the glowing stone up, and you see that there is actually a series of metal steps cut into the wall on one side of the hatch here. It doesn't quite connect up with the grating that you've come through so it looks like it leads to the other side of the wall but you'd have to swing down under the grating and reach across and you could help yourself down on some on the ladder. Mm, okay. I want to go in the hole but I don't want to go in the hole. <laughs> um, <clears throat> now, it's not I don't trust you, Gentry. I mean, I don't, but that's beside the point. But take a little stroll for me and show me exactly what's down there with that fancy new light of yours. Well, uh, I, I, I suppose so, but there's not very much here at this end of the room. He's up to his ankles in water, and uh, you can see as he moves the light around. Uh, again, rusted, riveted walls, this ladder leading up. It looks like there might be another door or something down near him. Uh, again, piles of what look like... Um, large boxes here, kind of packing case style boxes. It is no better. I'm going to grab my pole still and attempt to, to kind of climb and scatter and scurry my way down um, the various bits of scaffolding and metal to get to this the bottom. Yeah. Okay. And I follow him Difficul- fairly closely. Difficulty four then. It was five. So you shrug under, swing and uh, yeah, describe your Okay, descent. so I take a small jump off the initial platform, finding my feet on the Metal scaffolding, quite easily seeing a path down all the while. Just slightly aware and slightly apprehensive, a readiness in me for what I might find down there, making sure I've got a a tight hand on my pole um, as I kind of splash with a final step off into the water below. I'll describe what happens when Enid tells me what she rolled. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Uh, Oh, am I rolling as well? Hang on. 
four. Oh, dead on. That was close. Okay, uh, with a bit more difficulty, um, you make your way down. I'm not going to have you describe it because it's pretty straightforward, <laughs> honestly. That, um, but and slower. When, when you reach the bottom, uh, you find that Vern is already there and staring at what Gentry was staring at, which is... It's a longish room. It's filled with water up to about ankle level. Uh, there are various cases and boxes, as I said. And then at the far end, there's a, a part wall where it's cutting off from another uh, section of presumably cargo hold, if that's what this is. Beyond that are several very odd-looking boxes. They are very thick material. They look a little bit like, you know, the sort of patterning you get on jerry cans. Uh, that, mm. that kind of thickly formed structural metal. And so there are cube-shaped boxes, probably 8 to 10 feet on a side. You can see six of them from where you are. One of them is open, bust open, and there is a huge pile of these glowing gem-like objects. Most of them are... They're all glowing at different sort of intensities. Some of them are pulsing, some of them look dark. Uh, and there's what looks sort of like a, a honeycomb of metal inside the case. Half of them have fallen out of, and there are still more inside the case. And it is very bright, and standing in front of it is Gentry, who is picking them up and examining them. Well, I've never seen anything like this before. I know. You do not see that every day. And I'm going to stroll over, sort of move towards one of the open, spilled-out boxes of gems. Yeah, as I said, the gems are maybe fist-sized. They are... They're not like irregular gems. They are very clearly um, geometrically cut. They look like they probably have 12 to 16 sides. They're not quite regular, so they are symmetrical, but they're not perfect spheres or anything like that. They're slightly flattened and they look like they're crystal or glass, but there's this, this pulsing yellow glow, and it's very warm, it's like fire, and some of them are dimmer, some of them are brighter, and they, they pulse almost like they're alive in a, in a strange kind of a way. Some of them are lying beneath the water, and you can just see the sort of pulsing hearts of them below there, um, and others are just scattered in, in small piles before anything happens next I just want to walk over to Gentry if that's possible he's annoyed Vern so uh, Vern <laughs> will stand close enough to him for him to feel uncomfortable with the clear aim here being I'm trying to intimidate Gentry so I'm simply going to kind of look him up and down and then look him in his eye if he'll look at me and simply say now I know these look mighty pretty but if you ever leave the group again when you're supposed to be watching, I'll put you in a worse state than our injured friend up there. Do we understand each other, Gentry? Oh, don't be so stupid, man. Look, it's very simple. What if I wanted to go to the toilet or something like that? You want me to do that right next to you? Look, I went to get some food and I found this. These are incredible. Have you ever seen anything like and I'll this? Just, I'll just look him up and down and just give a... Hmm. He's really not looking you in the eye. He's way too distracted by these things. Okay. In which case, I'm going to turn around and pick one up myself. You do. It feels warm. Proper kind of wholesome warmth. And it flows through your through your hands and down your arms. And really, it's very, very comforting. Um, and it, it lifts some of the chill that, that you've been feeling ever since you were here. And, and actually makes your 
tired and aching limbs make some of that ache vanish in a way you hadn't realised it was there in the first place. This one's broken, says Gentry, and picks up a crystal with a huge crack running through the middle of it, and it's dark. What on earth are they? Enid, are you going any closer? Uh, I'm not going to touch one, but I will give, if there's another broken one, I'll give it a prod with the end of my knife. Okay. You give it a prod with the end of your knife, and a wisp of smoke, glowing kind of smoke, shoots up out of it in a puff and kind of whips around the room in a in a way which feels like it's looking for something and it disappears into the darkness. I'm not sure I trust these things. I'm not so sure we should be down here with these anymore. Well, I don't see why not. I mean, <laughs> if nothing else, they're warm. Can we see anything else in the room further to explore? No, um, it looks like there are these cases. Uh, as I said, the six of them, one of them okay. is open. Do we assume that I'm the other six... I'm going to have a look six... to see if the other cases do have yeah. the same thing in them. I'm going to sort of... Are they, are they cardboard, did you say, or are they No, no, they're wood? very heavy metal. Um, very, very oh. structural metal. Okay, maybe not. Do they have any... Uh, is there any opening on them, like, you know, somewhere we could lever open or a hatch on them, or are they completely sealed? They are properly sealed. It looks like they've been... Mm. Uh, in fact, it's strange that this one is open. Can mm. I take a closer look at the one that's open to try and gauge how it's been opened? In your experience, and that might not be very much experience, but examining it by the light of one of these things, it looks like there might have been a small, that kind of blackening um, explosion, maybe? This, this makes me trust them less. Yes. All around that area at the end there, there are cracked, dead-looking crystals. There's warping of the metal there, and there's definitely a, uh, uh, a kind of blackened uh, stain on the metal itself. Yes, I'm not sure we want to be around these at all. Something tells me these might be slightly... Uh, what's the word now? I'm only simple, but uh, volatile. Well... Bloody dangerous is what I call it. Well, I, I, I don't know. I think there's... As I said, I haven't really seen anything like them, but at least it's warmth, and we might need warmth. There's only so much wood. Well, why don't we risk the uh, the thing that might explode in our faces after we've run out of yes, lamp fine, oil? Yes, fine, fine. I mean, you've got to admit, though, it's curious. And it'll still be curious in the morning. All right. So many things about this conversation are curious. Right. All, all, all right. Let's uh, let's let's head back up if you feel so strongly about it. And I, I want to stand in a way that makes it obvious we're expecting him to go first. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really not sure why you also. I don't know. You seem to be. <sighs> Never mind. And he walks towards the ladder and starts pulling himself up. I follow shortly after. Give. Vern a roll of the eyes as I do so at the general situation. I'll reply with a little knowing smile and a wink as I give sort of one last canvas of where we are and join them on the ladder. Okie dokie. In fairly short order you find yourselves back near the fire, near uh, the wounded rat and Reg. He's really hot. I think he's got a fever. Well now that I don't think Rags will fix. What sort of state is he in? Is he still just a pile of whimpering mess? He's, he's, he's shivering. He is hot. Reg is quite right, but he's, he's shivering a bit next to the fire. Mm. Right. Well, back to bed? Mm, I suppose so. 
It's all right. I, I, I realise I shirked my duty, he says, looking at, uh, looking at Vern. I'll sit up. I think you should probably get to sleep, dear. I'll tell you what, how about I take the next watch? Which I say in a way which clearly is not an offer. <laughs> I don't know. You'd have thought that there was some trust between wrecked shipmates, but never mind. Lies down. Is everyone else going to go to sleep, or is someone going to offer to take my watch? <laughs> you, you've just offered to do it, dear. <laughs> Good, that's fine. You, I just, you know, you don't have to agree. Enid might go, no, I want to stay up. Thanks very much for the offer, dear. Much appreciated. And I tuck myself up and start snoring almost instantly. Okay. So is it you all night then, Vern? Well, that was what my, my initial thought was. But uh, once kind of everyone's nodded off, I wanted to sort of come over and sit next to our injured friend. And, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll kind of try to rouse him from his fevered state and see if he, if he becomes uh, cognizant. Mum? Well, I've been called a lot of things, but never mum. Oh, I don't know where I am. Well, that's all right. None of us do. Where's Dad? I should think your dad sounds like he's in the same place mine is, which is nowhere. Oh, I, I don't really know what's going on, but... Louise is somewhere, and I... Oh. This really hurts. Well, how about we start something simple? Do y'all know your name? Uh, I'm Billy. All right, Billy, I'm Vern. Where are we? Well, as far as we can tell, in some kind of ship in the goddamn of nowhere. You, 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 you've got to watch out. There are, there are things out there. What kind of things, Billy? Oh, big, big kind of teeth and claws and all, all fur and... Uh, I tried to talk, but they just tried to eat me. Is that how you ended up in the state you are? I I, I fell. I was trying to get away and I fell. And what's the first thing you remember? I I woke up. I I didn't know where I was. There was lots of ice and um, there was, I I don't know, some some glowing thing. And... I climbed up and then these things, they just came out of nowhere, all teeth and red eyes and... I tried. I couldn't get away from them. Do you see anything happen with those crystals down there? What, the the, the glow? There was some... I just saw some light. I I, I don't really know. I I was trying to get out of there. All right, Billy. How many of these things did you see? Uh, Three, four, maybe... They just—they sort of look, sort of like you. Well, I don't know whether I should take that as a compliment. Smaller and uh, I don't know. Their eyes were—they they didn't seem, seem to understand anything. And you said you tried to talk to them. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Oh, I can hear something. You can't hear anything. Can you hear it? I can't hear a damn thing, Billy. What can you hear? Listen. And he goes still. I strain to see if I can pick out the slightest thing. No. But he's gone limp. Billy? What's wrong? And then, weirdly, 
he moves again, but it's not him. It's like something's coming out of his skin. It's like a golden mist, a kind of radiance. It's like a copy of him has overlaid him and it rises up and writhes around above him and then there's Billy standing there but wavering in form, wavering in shape, uh, changing. It's sort of like it's seeking a signal between a rat and something that's not a rat and it floats there for a moment above him looking at you. You can't even quite make out a face, but it's definitely its attention is on you. And then it drifts for a moment, shifts across the room in a cloud of golden sparks, and plunges into Enid. Disappears, and she wakes up with a start. Oh, their necks aren't supposed to turn that way. You feel very warm. Other than that, Oh, everything's fine. Uh-huh. I, I turn back to Billy quickly. What state is he in now? Limp. Okay, so I'm going to kind of grab Billy and give him a bit of a shake. Um, Billy! He lolls. Oh, God, you had one job. Uh, I'd... Uh... Hobble over to it, stretching. Enid, are you okay? I'm fine. Stop making a fuss. What's... I'm tapping Billy on the face. Oh, Enid, you've seen this sort of thing before. There's not much point in tapping him, you wouldn't say. Oh. Oh, what a shame. And I look down at him for a second. And then walk back over to the fire. And I'm just sort of staring at Enid, trying to put two and two together from what I've just just seen. Enid, do you feel all right? I feel fine, love. Why? Now, this is gonna sound crazy, but y'all need to gonna understand I'm telling you the truth. Billy... Hmm. Gold thing just came out of Billy and looked me dead in the eye. Hello! Comes a voice from somewhere in the darkness. I grab my knife. I grab my pole. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gentry sits up. What, what was that? It was somebody... Is it morning already? Oh! Now what? It's still dark. Where's the, um, what direction is this Is this new hello coming from? From the sky. From the open air where the roof is, is ripped apart above you. Hello? There's a, there's a clank, clanking noise coming from that direction. Uh, a figure appears at the top of <laughs> the, uh, the sky, I suppose, peeking in through the roof. He is... Wrapped up in lots of layers uh, of cloth. Um, You can see white fur poking out. He is holding a large pole with a kind of hook on the end and has a lantern in his hand. Ah, thought I saw the light. Hello, down there. Hello. Another bunch of rats, by the looks of it. Does this happen a lot? Oh, time to time. How long have you been down there? (sighs) Maybe a day, nearly. Right, well, got a boat going if you want to uh, get your way out of there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, now, hang on, Reg, and I kind of look up at this. Is he is he a rat like us, or 
Something else. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He's just wearing lots of lots of layers. It looks like. So I'd give him give him an eye over and just say, um, "Now, where exactly might this boat be going to?" <laughs> Flotsam, of course. There's nowhere else. Hmm. Well, you can choose to stay if you want, but uh, you know, it looks like uh, you're gonna have a rough time of it. Well, I don't know about anybody else, but call me crazy, but I would rather not stay around the dead things, the screaming, the smell, and whatever those things well, you are. You know, Enid, I always knew you were a kindred spirit, because I'm done with this place too. Right. Um, I'll go fetch a rope. Excellent. Thanks very much. Well, that's a turn out for the books. I think we've found a helpful one. Oh no. Is uh is our injured friend alright? Mmm no. No, he doesn't look No dear. No. <sighs> He's what you might call dead, Rich. Well yeah, yeah, I figured. Lay my hand on his on his arm and just go, You did all you could and you did a very good job. Well, I didn't do much. <sighs> he looks after him. A wound like that, probably poor chap had no hope. Oh well, it does happen. Yes, it happens more frequently when people just go wandering off in search of food while they're on watch. Oh, what you're you saying? This blame at me? I, I, I mean, what? <sighs> no, <laughs> not blaming you. Put your fur right, down. Right, right. Well, I, I'm hopefully we'll we'll all be somewhere warmer very shortly. Yeah, that would be lovely. And a rope tumbles down to the ground near you. Right. Okay. And I barge past them all instantly. <laughs> Ladies first. Scamper up the rope. Okay, uh, you scamper up the rope, finding a, a new lease of strength from uh, the hope of, of somewhere warm. And you emerge on, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a ship. It is the deck of a very, very big ship, a gigantic ship. And you're standing next to uh, an elderly rat who's a bit shorter than you, actually. And you can see down below there is a, well, to call it a boat is kind. It's more of a highly constructed raft, uh, what looks like a, a makeshift sail in the middle, and a lantern hanging from that sail. Go on then, go down. Oh my goodness, it's freezing. You look around and, and yes, the reason it's freezing is there are icebergs everywhere. Um, you can see huge lumps bobbing up under the... Actually, not just icebergs, there are... Other vessels, it looks like. There are probably best described as a graveyard of ships with the ice wreathed through it and some of the ships having slipped under the ice. And yeah, it's like a whole bunch of ships met a whole bunch of ice. <laughs> oh, lovely. Thanks, love. Make my way. Right, next. A little way away from the hole. I'll, um, <clears throat> I'll look towards Reg. After you, Reg, I want to stay with my new best friend here. And smile over at Gentry. Fair enough. I'll uh, scramble up. Look, old chap, it does seem that we've rather got off to a, a bad start. I mean, uh, come on, no hard feelings. We're, we're through it all now, and uh, I'm sure. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure what the problem is, but shake on it. Holds out a, a paw to you. Well, now you see, the problem that you have there, Gentry, is respect is earned, not given freely. Now up the rope you go. Oh. Dear me, what is it with you, Yanks? So, yeah, so I'll take um, <clears throat> just sort of one last pan of the place, as it were, just to check we've not left anything useful, um, and then grab the rope and scurry on up. Right, you scurry up to stand next to this chap who starts reeling it up the rope. Ah, is that it? It's all of us that wants to come. Right, night hole. Uh, 
Holds out a, a paw to you. Topher, he says. And I, I take his paw. Vern, thanks. Good to meet you. Been here a while, then. Day, chap said. Well, to be honest, we don't really know how long. We just know when we last woke up. About a day, maybe two. Yep, that's the way. It's the way it seems to work. There's quite a lot of you around here. All right, come on. Starts down towards the boat. So I'll um, I'll follow on down to the boat. Um, You're basically heading down an iceberg uh, towards where <laughs> his little raft-like boat is floating uh, with uh, Enid already buried in a blanket um, and uh, probably by now uh, Reg also with a blanket. Um, oh God, in yes. the middle of the boat <laughs> by, the, by the mast um, is a, uh, a metal container with uh, lots of holes in it and there's a, warm, uh, a warmth and a light coming from that. And then there's a lantern up on the uh, on top of the mast itself. Oh, that's welcome. I shall warm myself on it. Yep. All right. So um, I'm going to aim to sort of, a bit like Enid, just sort of snuggle down. And if I had Indiana Jones's hat, I'd sort of just pull it over my <laughs> eyes and just sort of slowly sort of doze. You all settle down on the boat. It's quite small, but you, you can fit. You can see along each side... Uh, there are nets, and they look full of interesting bits and pieces, really. Uh, nice piece, pieces of metal that aren't too rusty, that have uh, things like winches and pulleys attached to them. So it looks like he's been finding interesting scrap. Uh, nicely carved pieces of wood. Uh, it looks like he's, he's basically scavenged a few nice pieces to take back with him. And uh, he goes to the, the rear of the boat where there's a, an oar which looks like it's used for steering. There is a mast above you, but the sail isn't there. Right, already? Yeah. Oh, yes, dear, let's get gone. All right. Oh, uh, that tin over there, there's a biscuit in there if you want it. Oh, lovely. Thank you. Big tin, and you open it up, and indeed there are large biscuits in there, oh. which are ginger. And he... Oh. Uh, uh, he does something in the back of the boat. There's a sort of uh, clattering noise, and suddenly there's a, a purring noise as of an engine, and the thing starts to move Ooh. forward in the water. Oh well, I shall uh, I shall scuttle, scuttle over and have well, a look. What's it's this? not anything like an engine that you know because it's it is literally purring. It's it's making this really smooth noise rather than a, a noisy petrol um, bashing, um, and it's juddering along, um, and it's. Uh, it's, it's it's a metal box. It's about three feet by two feet by two feet. It's built into the stern of the boat, bolted down, and uh, has a, a, a diamond-shaped hatch at the very top of it um, with some thumb screws, which are the right size, which are um, closed. And, um, yeah, that's it. He's sitting back and use, on the box and using the oar to steer. Wow, this is fascinating. This isn't, this isn't oil-driven. What sort of engine is it? Oh, yes, I forgot. You're, you're new to this. Ember. You don't know Ember, do you? Uh, no. Ember. Uh, l- l- let me let me show you. Uh, and, and he um, unfastens the thumb screws, pulls the top off, and you can see in there one of those gems. Oh, you haven't seen the gems, though, have you? I have not seen the gems. What is that? Ember. Um, it's like... Is it crystal? Well, sort of. It's like you took lots and lots and lots of oil and you crushed it right down really, really, really small so it would last for a very long time. That's probably the best way to put it. Wow, that is interesting. So what can you do with it? Well, uh, 
run motors, <laughs> keep warm. Well, obvi obviously. Yeah, it is warm. I like that. Pretty much whatever you want, really. Um, I mean, not me, obviously, but, you know, people who know what they're doing. The Kindlers and that, they, they do all sorts with it. Kindlers? Uh, yeah, they, the Guild. Oh, yeah, oh. you've got a lot to learn, haven't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, we kind of have. All right, well, um, I think probably best thing to get a bit of sleep while you're warm and uh, be a flotsam in the morning. You can learn all of it. So how long does a crystal like that last? Well, one of these... Yeah. Well, I've had this one nearly five years now. Wow. That's pretty powerful. Well, Literally. I don't know. I mean, I suppose so. They last different lengths of time, but five years is fairly normal. I probably expect to have it a bit longer, I hope. Anyway. Yeah, but better get some rest, eh? I think that's the idea. I reckon we'll be three, four hours before we get near to the wash, and then uh, going will be a bit easier, and uh, we'll be there before midday. Brilliant. Thank you, Topher. So are people sleeping, or are they just sitting and I'm happily enjoying the snuggled up, enjoying my biscuit. Making it <laughs> last. I'm dead to the world. Gentry is taking this opportunity to groom, to try and get some of the knots out of his fur. Try to sleep, but musing about the possibilities of uh, such an incredibly powerful energy source. Well, you are hmm. relatively certain... Reg, that the fire in front of you isn't a fire. You're relatively certain that it's another of these things. Oh, of course. I'll have to uh, prove it to myself by uh, trying to open it up and check. Well, you can peer through one of the one of the holes, and yeah, there's oh, yeah. definitely a crystal thing somewhere in there. Mm. And you find uh, Gentry's eyes on you as you turn around. Something interesting. Yeah, these uh, these embers. They're uh, they're amazing. Embers? Yeah, these crystals that are powering the boat and the the heater. Really. That is interesting. Yeah, he said he'd had it for years, and it hasn't run out. Really? There are a lot of these things then, do you think? Well, I don't know. He, he's got a couple. Hmm. Years, you said. That's what he said. Maybe he's got some spares. Very interesting. I wonder how much they cost. I overhear cost. that and choke a little bit on my biscuit. <laughs> and just go... <laughs> oh. oh, you've made it go down all the wrong way. Stop doing that. Oh. What's a waste. You drift on through increasingly less and less ice. Rather than bergs, it's floating little pieces on the surface and eventually find your, yourselves clear of it as the what looks like dawn light is in the distance. And you're drifting a while like that in that reddish blue just before the, the sun comes over the horizon. And anybody who is awake and with sharp eyes might even see in the distance a, a speck on the horizon that might be an island or something like that. And just as you do that, Topher shouts, Where? Suddenly he's alert looking at the water. Um, where, where what? Wake, wake up, wake up, wake up. Vern, Enid. I'm up surprisingly quickly, wrapping the blanket around myself like a kind of toga with the knife out, ready to go. He pulls up the oar so it's out of the water and kills the engine. Quiet, don't move around too much. Okay. And you realise that something is moving in the water around you, under you. Something scrapes along the bottom of the raft. Sort of scraping, scaly-like feel to it. You feel the, the raft shudder. I hunker down. Topher, what is that? Just be quiet. Uh, let's hope it moves. He is proper scared to look at him. Okay. And 
you see out of the corner of your eye, Enid, something just break the surface a little. Scales, maybe, or a tentacled limb, and disappear back under the water. Very, very slowly sink all the way down to the floor. (laughs) (laughs) The water's really, apart from that, perfectly still. It's been pretty much still all the way through, not much in the way of waves. The only thing really you can see in this still water is ripples as this thing occasionally just sort of shifts and scrapes across the bottom of the raft underneath you. Just stay very still and watch Topher to see what he does. And then it stops. He straightens up. We'll need to give it a minute. I don't want to start the engine. Call it back. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. What was it, Topher? It could be almost anything. There's strange things in the sea around here. There's strange things in the boat around here. Some folk call them Kraken, but that might summon up a picture in your head. It's not quite that. Oh, and he freezes suddenly, and there's a scraping noise. And then suddenly something lashes across the middle of the boat. There is a crunching, screaming noise, and in a moment, just a moment, the boat is split in half, and there is a scream, and all you know in that moment as you grab onto the boat desperately to try and hold on is that the world has changed. Can you all make me rolls, please? Um, Your difficulty is six to remain on the boat. Just got six. Do I get a plus for survival? That's not the skill you have, is it? I have I have weathered many a storm. <laughs> you have weathered many a storm. <laughs> I think that is uh, very valid here. I will give you a plus four for that. Thank you. Uh, it's nine again. <laughs> uh, and it's a nine for Vern. So, well, forewarned by Topher, uh, you are, uh, I mean, I would think Enid is already pre-clutching the boat, mm-hmm. even before it happens. Uh, you, you clutch on, as as does Gentry, but then the boat rocks and your world kind of shifts. And it takes you a moment to figure out what's happened and, and where things are. And, and water splashes across you and you come to in the middle of that splash and in settling water. The boat is in two halves. The rear section of the boat is gradually upending and starting to disappear into the water. There is no sign of Topher, there is no sign of the thing, and your part of the boat is listing badly um, and starting to to uh, to, to settle uh, slightly under the water. Uh, oh boy. I look around really quickly. Is there anything nearby that we can jump onto or find a way to? You are in the middle of nowhere now. You left the ice far behind. There is no sign of Topher. Uh, there is nothing breaking the surface of the water now. It's going still with the ripples kind of dying. And is our half of the boat inevitably sinking, or is it just stable and listing? It's it's a raft. It's a raft. So so both each half should hopefully float. If we can, maybe we might have to dump yeah, some weight. Uh, I think you've probably got the right idea, Reg. You remember those nets with the metal objects in? Oh yeah, cut those off. Reg scrambles down the side of the boat. Can you make me an attempt to do this without rocking the, the boat to the point where you, you <laughs> fall in or the boat falls in? So uh, I'm going to give you... You're quite light. I'm going to give you a six again on that. Uh, okay. 
Can I can I shout something to Reg before yeah. we cut? Sure. Make sure you cut the side that we're not listing. Because if we drop weight from the wrong side, we're going to make our list worse, not better. I'm not a bloody idiot. <laughs> well, well, based on what I've seen so far, I thought I'd just check, Reg. Nine. <laughs> I will scamper towards the, the part of the raft that is uh, sinking deepest into the water uh, and start uh, uh, cut the first uh, net that I, that I reach off. Cutting the ropes that are holding it on, the net can go. What are you cutting it with? Uh, with the the knife that I bought with me okay. from the yeah, yeah, kitchen. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, cut that one. And hopefully that will arrest the lift, and I can go a little bit further and cut another one off. The pieces of metal, sort of metal poles and things inside that net, start to slide off into the water, and as each one slides out, the boat starts to correct itself more. Okay. Uh, I mean, clearly he's been collecting them for a reason, so presumably they have some value back at the city. So I don't want to cut off more than I need to. Stop as soon as it feels like we're stable again. Yeah, well, it, it, cutting the net is pretty inevitable that the things in it will start to, to sort of slide out. Oh, is it all one net? All one, yeah, yeah, all it's one, one net side. along each side. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Well, in that case, yeah. All right. See if that's feels like it's going to be balanced. If not, I might have to go to the other side and throw a few things out of that net. No, I think that's uh, that's arrested the, the list for now. It is a bit damp on the surface of the uh, the water here. Incidentally, where the uh, other bit of the, the the boat has started to sort of plunge underground, there's there's bubbling from down there. What do you think? Does that mean it's coming back? I, I think you probably shouldn't stay down there long enough to find out. It's bubbling from where the boat itself is disappearing, a, a thin stream of little boiling bubbles. Oh, is it what, like the air, the engine is boiling the water? Could be. Hmm, interesting. Powerful stuff. But the engine's on that half. Have we still got the heater? Yes. Oh, well, that's something. Hmm, okay, so... The water around you, apart from where the bubbles are coming, is mostly still. There is every so often a little ripple coming out from where the rear of the boat is sinking, but otherwise it's still. Which, given that this is supposed to be sea, is a bit odd, really. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking before we attempt to move anywhere, we should give it a while for the thing to go away. What do you reckon? I think that's a very good idea. I think it's the most sensible thing you've said all day, Reg. Have we got any of those biscuits left? Yeah, we we might want to make them last. Well, this is a pretty kettle of fish, isn't it? How are we going to get out of this one? Stop mentioning food. Well, we know that the an ember drove the engine. We've got another ember in the heater. So maybe I can figure something crude out that would move us. You? Let's have a look what's in this net. All right. I'm going to go and have a look at the net and see if there's any bits and pieces in the on the other side that we've still got that I might be able to jerry-rig into something. So you're going to try and work out some way to use the heater to make the boat go. All right. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any skill you think you can bring to bear on that? Well, I, I'm i I'm good at figuring out what makes things tick. All right. So I, I'm going to seem to remember having some sort of experience with with engine. I might... Do you know what? I might, might be lost in memories for a moment while we were... Uh, wait for the uh, the creature to disappear. Uh, as I survey the nets full of junk, for a moment, uh, Reg drifts away to a memory of a workshop, slightly different alien-looking shapes and sizes, but but it's still very obviously a workshop full of tools, and 
he's working on something, he's solving a problem, he's fixing something. But a large figure uh, enters and shouts at him, telling him to get a real job, to do something more useful and stop tinkering with tinkering with things. Uh, and he remembers being intimidated and a little bit frightened, but really enjoying doing what he loves. And then he comes back to the raft. So this is a game mechanic, and as a result of a memory like that, you're going to get a trait of some sort. Have you a su- suggestion for what that might be? I guess it would be something uh, relating to mechanics, the, the, the sort of skills that I remember having. At the moment, you're trying to do something very specific, which is jury rig a solution. Um, is there something involving jury rigging which might make up this trait? Maybe uh, an ability to uh, to find uses for things that they were never intended for. <laughs> that sounds a bit like jury rig to me. Or um, yeah, can get your MacGyver back. <laughs> can make it do what it wasn't designed to do. Something like that. Yeah, that sort of that sort of thing. Worth having a think about downsides for that when you get a chance as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a tricky one. I mean, there is a, an inherent downside, which is when you make something do what it shouldn't do, it probably can't do the original thing again. Yes, that's a that's a good point actually. Given that the thing that I'm attempting to jerry rig is a heater into an engine. Yeah, and we kind of need both. Yeah. In which case, roll me a dice. This is a difficult thing to do. Uh, I want you to yeah. hit an eight, but you have a plus four. Okay. Oh, I rolled a ten. Oh. Natural ten? A natural ten. In which case... I think you mean zero. <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected, Jay. In which case, that is a, a complete success, and you have um, more okay. than exceeded your target. Would you like to describe the wonder that you create? Yes. Okay, so I'll uh, yoink a whole bunch of random-looking bits and pieces out of the uh, uh, out of the nets off the side of the raft. Uh, grab a couple of bits of bent metal that that I hammer swiftly into some sort of hooked tool, and uh, start assembling things and bending little weaker bits of metal around as housings, and and put together some sort of bizarre contraption. Uh, and start yoinking bits out of the heater as well. Uh, set something up on the edge of the raft uh, that somehow directs heat from the uh, from the ember th- through to the water and it's not going to be fast but boils water or uh, sort of like, and creates a kind of like a steam outlet to propel the boat okay gently through the uh, through the quite yeah. still water all right I-, I think it's notable for anybody watching that He's very deft about this. He's very certain about what he's doing. He doesn't really have to hunt around very much, apart from maybe the right pieces of metal or bits of scrap that he finds on the boat. But he is absolutely certain of his plan. Uh, And it's pretty impressive to watch, actually. Um, The other thing that's worth noting is, for those who didn't know, um, which might be Vern and Enid, depending on how much attention they were were paying, when he starts to take the heater apart, there is one of these weird crystals inside it. uh, And he gently removes it with a pair of improvised wooden tongs and places it in the middle of his construction. So just... um because Vern's not a complete a-hole, um, he, he's, Vern's been watching um, almost mouth agape at um, Reg's ingenuity and just walks over um, and kind of pats him on the back almost hard enough to, to knock Reg a little and just uh, says, You know what, Reg? 
Nice work. And then Total Wall wanders off again. Thank you, Vert. I've, I've still sort of scuttled over, but still in my blanket, and huddled down next to him. I'm just watching with a big grin. Yes, I've got to say, that's rather impressive. Well, it's uh, it's a little slow, but uh, we're moving. Yeah, sorry about that. Where, where do we want to move to? Isn't that something on the horizon over there? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, he said it was the only place. Yes, that's a little odd when you think of it as well, isn't it? I think everything about this damn day has been a little odd. That looks as good a place as any to me. End of episode. Please do join us for the next episode in which our rats find a new world and a harsh deadline. Flotsam is a game by me, Ian Thomas. Our players are Jay Britton, Amelia Tyler and Chris Payne. Editing was by Chris and Ian, sound effects were by Ian with help from the lovely people at Freesound, and the music was composed by Ian. You can find out more about us and about the game at the website flotsam.city.